It's the Y'all Show, Friday afternoon, evening, Friday p.m., your choice. Welcome into the show that's all about the South with John Rawl, and woo-hoo, we, we've got through another week, and most of the South, you've had to go dig in the closet in the last couple of days and pull out some kind of jacket or sweater. Heck, some places have had frost advisories this week. What's going on? Yeah, it's, it's officially fall. Y'all. <laughs> All right, today on the Y'all Show, we're going to have fun as we always do. We will look at General Gridiron. He's going to be stopping by in the next segment. And man, there's a big game in Clemson, South Carolina this weekend. The Tigers are undefeated, ranked number two in the country. The NC State Wolfpack are number 16. They're undefeated. And those two ACC Atlantic Division foes will be going off against each other in the Textile Bowl. That's the nickname for that game. And that'll be probably the best game all weekend as two undefeateds going up against each other in the ACC. And the general will tell us who's going to win that matchup. That's coming up in just a few minutes here. And also, we had some games going on in college football last night. We'll tell you all about it coming up. Before we get out of here this hour, we'll rewind to an interview we did on Tuesday with Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. I never knew we could have such a compelling and thrilling conversation about baked potatoes, but that's exactly what Matt and I did. I really, it's one of the baked potatoes, of some, it's something that's kind of crept up on me in adulthood, something that I didn't really enjoy as a youngster. Maybe you feel the same, but man, there's nothing like a good baked potato, especially when you throw all those fixings on it. And we're going to talk about how to do a baked potato or potato (laughs) on your grill as we rewind to our conversation from Tuesday here on our Friday Rewind in the Y'all Show Hour 1. Then we turn the page to Hour 2. We started off with our Friday Free for Y'all. We have good country music coming your way. And we've got one of the icons of modern country music in the mix today. Alan Jackson turned 60 years old this week, and we will give Mr. Jackson the perfect song from his repertoire for a Friday p.m., and that would be It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere with Jimmy Buffett. Is there a better song when you punch off the clock and, and punch out, punch out, that's what it is, not punch, punch out. I remember that was a big, big saying back when time clocks were everywhere. They're still out there now, but... Hey, did you punch out? You better go punch out. <laughs> it was a major crime if you didn't punch out at a lot of businesses. Well, when you if you go punch a, a time clock, and uh, this song is right up your alley. So we'll have It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere from Jimmy Buffett, which I think this was his last number one song. You know, Jimmy Buffett really hadn't had number one songs much at all, if if at all, I think. Come Monday might have been a number one song. But, yeah, he sold plenty of records, but chart success-wise, from a single standpoint, Buffett has not had that kind of success. But this one, I think, was number one, and, and the last one that Jimmy Buffett had, shoot, it might have been the last one Alan Jackson's had, but he's had plenty of good songs. In fact, Jackson's had, I think, 35 number one singles. So we'll give Mr. AJ a big salute in hour two of the Y'all Show. Then we go to our hashtag Hullabaloo. We always have fun stuff there. 
and we're going to have a good time going through some food selections that people are bragging about on social media, and then one knucklehead is bashing the Confederacy, and I just got to stand up for the CS of A on this one. So we'll tell you about that in an hour or two, and we'll close it all out with our look ahead to the weekend with movies, what's coming out this weekend, and we'll look at other sports activity coming up or what's just happened. We've got the result from the ALCS, the Boston Red Sox, winners last night. They move on to the World Series, and we'll have you the preview of what we think is going to happen baseball-wise, but also some NFL games of note going on this weekend. All that in Hour 2 of today's Y'all Show. Our number is 803-816-1170, and our new improved website for you to go on and learn about the show and get some really cool Y'all apparel like our Y'all hats. The official Y'all hat is y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. You can go on there and find all kind of neat links, including video of our show that we did in Nashville the other day with Precious Harris, but you can also find contact info and much more. It's y'all.com. We encourage you to go there and stay on top of all things y'all. Well, let's look at what is going on in the region, and we've got, what, two and a half weeks, just about two and a half weeks, if not less, until the election, the midterm election coming up on November 6th. And right now, early voting is going on throughout the South. And it appears that thousands in the South may not be able to cast ballots in early voting, as some areas in the South are having officials second-guess folks that are trying to vote. In Tennessee, a lot of people were being blocked from casting regular ballots when early voting opened this week, as officials struggle to process a surge of new registrations ahead of the elections to determine control of the U.S. Congress. Now, in the state of Tennessee, most of this is going on around Memphis, which is a majority black city, and activists there are charging the Republican-controlled state government has not done enough to protect the rights of young and minority voters. Now, that's always what they claim, and I'm sorry. That's just the, the normal complaint of minorities and liberals is that Republicans are trying to suppress the vote. I don't know how they could suppress the vote because, frankly, if you are legitimately suppressing a vote, I mean, that is major league. Uh, You're going to not only be embarrassed, you're going to go to jail if found guilty of suppression. So one side says they suppress, the other side says no way, and I just don't see how you can do it in today's world. Now, the Republicans are going to say, look, we're not just going to let anybody show up and vote. you got to have some kind of proof. Most of the South now has restrictions on voting. you got to have some kind of documented proof that you are who you say you are. And that's what's happening in Memphis and other states also having that. In Shelby County, where Memphis's officials had yet to process 4,000 voter registration applications when early voting polls opened on Wednesday, according to the administrator, there in Shelby County. About 20,000 registration applications turned in by the nonpartisan Tennessee Black Voter Project were deemed problematic, leading the organization to sue Shelby County. And that's just in Tennessee, as they're facing off there with voter suppression issues. In Texas, where Beto O'Rourke is trying to unseat Ted Cruz as the U.S. Senator, about 2,400 registration forms filed by an online service have been declared invalid, according to Vote.org. 
So problems in Texas and in Florida, the most Republican portion of the state of Florida is the Florida Panhandle. And state officials are scrambling to ensure that people there whose communities were destroyed by Hurricane Michael would be able to vote in early voting and certainly for the November 6th election. Voting rights activists contended that many of the fights over voters' registrations were intended block minority voters and tip in favor of Republicans' closely contested races. And a Democratic strategist named Lisa Quigley said, This is the South. This is how it's done. Well, Lisa, I'm not sure that is an accurate statement from you. You might want to check your facts. But, again, if anybody is suppressing votes, then that is a crime and lock them up. But a lot of times the accusation is that they're trying to suppress votes when, in fact, people are just trying to follow the law. And that's somewhere in the middle is the truth. And we'll keep our eye on all this. Now, speaking of elections, speaking of the 2020 election, Cory Booker has has made his way south. He was in Orangeburg, South Carolina last night, home of South Carolina State University. And Booker, the New Jersey senator, gave a speech. A lot of people applauded. Activists seeing him as a potential 2020 candidate for president. He hasn't officially said what he's going to do. But he's in South Carolina on a two-day swing as South Carolina is the first southern state with a primary. And he's beating the the old path, kind of testing the waters. Now, Kamala Harris from California, she's coming to South Carolina today. And she'll be giving speeches and such. Again, getting the momentum. Perhaps they're going to run. Perhaps this is just all a tease. Maybe no one's going to run against Donald Trump. That would be something. But yeah, there's... A lot of people out looking at Cory Booker and Harris from California. Of course, Joe Biden, you might have seen, he's got the most amount of votes in a poll. I think it's like 33% of Democratic voters, 33% are are saying he should run. That's their choice to be the Democratic nominee against Trump in 2020. And Joe Biden hasn't said what he's going to do yet. But he, he also has kind of been bouncing around the South helping out you might even see lindsey graham do something i'm just i'm not he's not going to run as a democrat but i just saw where graham who's not on the ballot on november 6th in south carolina i think his election is in 2020 when he's up again for senate but he's going around 12 states across the country to help republicans get elected elected or re-elected for this november 6th election but in south carolina a lot of Democratic candidates finding their way, or potential Democratic finding candidates finding their way to the Palmetto State. Now back to Memphis, Jennifer Lawrence is from Louisville, Kentucky. This Oscar-winning actress, beautiful, talented, but a liberal. Well, she's put out a video that's targeting the city of Memphis and Memphis alone, and this is a video for the Save IRV Memphis campaign. And it released a video featuring Lawrence, and it encourages voters to support IRV, or instant runoff voting. This all surrounds the fact that roughly 10 years ago, Memphians voted to have term limits on the mayor and other officials, I think, on the city council. And there's going to be a question asked 
in the November 6th election in the city of Memphis. And Lawrence is asking people to vote no. And if you vote no in the November 6th election, a no vote means to continue the way it currently is, where you have term limits. A yes vote means that you want to get rid of term limits and I guess have people serve for a long, long time. Ten years ago, Memphis voters approved term limits by more than 75%. So Jennifer Lawrence, to my knowledge, with no connection, in fact, one Democratic lawmaker in the city of Memphis had a statement about Lawrence weighing in on this thing. He's like, I don't even know if that actress has ever been to Memphis. And truly, I don't know if she has been. She certainly doesn't live in Memphis. She doesn't live in Tennessee. I don't know where she lives. But she, she's not in the Bluff City. Although she probably would benefit from at least coming to visit in Memphis. A lovely place to visit, by the way. Now, Donald Trump was scheduled to go to Houston. And I thought this was a little strange when it was announced that he was going to 8,000-seat NRG Stadium in Houston. I shouldn't say NRG Stadium. NRG Arena, which is a smaller venue. Not NRG Stadium where the Texans play, which is about a 60,000-seat stadium, football stadium. Now, he was scheduled to be at 8,000-seat NRG Arena, but in true Donald Trump fashion, that arena was too small, and ticket demand has been huge and unprecedented for Donald Trump to go to Texas, and on Monday this one he's headed to the Bayou City, and he will now have a rally in support of Ted Cruz at the 19,000-seat Toyota Center, which is the home of the Houston Rockets of the NBA. So he's going from an 8,000-seat to a 19,000-seat NBA arena on Monday. That's going to be a big deal. Most of these rallies Trump's had lately are in roughly five to 10,000-seat arenas. But he feeds off the crowd, and he really needs to put a really good spin for Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, I think he's going to be okay. It looks like he can beat O'Rourke, but having Trump come and Give him the full embrace in front of Texans. That's going to be a big night. And you know, things are going good for President Trump right now. He's he, he he's winning. Okay, now one of these days, I know Trump wants to go back to Texas. He wants to go and have a massive rally bigger than nineteen thousand. It's just not going to happen during football season. So President Trump, when you get ready to do it after football season. Dallas Cowboys, AT&T Stadium seats, 80,000. And, hey, both DKR Stadium in Austin, home of the Longhorns, and Kyle Field in College Station, home of the Texas A&M Aggies, both have over 100,000 seats in them. I bet you he'll try to go back to Texas sometime in the next year and put on a really big rally. Probably it needs to be done at College Station. I don't think there's as many Trump fans in Austin as you might find in East Texas or whatever you want to call the Brazos Valley where College Station and Kyle, uh, Bryan, Texas, Kyle Field and Bryan, Texas, there. BCS is the fun name for that area. Hurricane Michael, of course, we now know about 34 people in all have died from Hurricane Michael, and the death toll, sadly, in the state of Florida alone has risen to 24. 
So we have a lot of people hurt and want to keep the victims and their families in our thoughts and prayers. And unfortunately, that number is likely to go even higher. I think just yesterday, another flood victim was found in the state of Virginia. Someone was found in a river, and that's being attributed to Hurricane Michael. Now, as people try to get their lives back together and do the cleanup, this was something I've never seen in the aftermath of a storm. Alcohol will not be sold in two Florida counties as those places recover from Hurricane Michael. The Gulf County spokesperson, Corey Dabridia, told the local paper there that a ban went into effect Monday as stores started to reopen. And the sheriff there feels like people need to not focus on drinking. Everyone's upset. We need to not compound the situation with alcohol. I don't think this can be legal. How can they not sell alcohol, okay? In Bay County, which is where Panama City and Mexico Beach are located, they've also banned alcohol sales until the current state of emergency expires. Well, that makes sense, I guess. At least they have a valid excuse. But Gulf County... Uh, having this ban on alcohol seems a little unconstitutional. And I know who would want to drink beer if you don't have power, because it's probably hot beer. Maybe you like hot beer. I don't. But, yeah, it's it's, it's still a very ugly situation. Over 4,000 members of the Florida National Guard are on the ground helping out as they search for survivors, and in some cases they're finding bodies from Hurricane Michael's aftermath. Schools in Bay, Jackson, Liberty, Washington, and Calhoun counties are closed until further notice. Schools in Franklin, Holmes, and Gadsden counties are set to reopen this week, while Gulf County schools have a tentative start-back date of November the 5th. Boil water notices remain in place for 45 Florida Panhandle communities. So it's still a long way away from having some sense of normalcy in the Florida Panhandle. Let's keep everybody on there again in our thoughts and prayers. A man in Greenville, South Carolina is in jail and he's been ordered to spend 12 years behind bars after he allegedly bit his ex-girlfriend's lip so hard that it became detached. Seth Aaron Fleury entered a guilty plea Thursday to a charge of assault and battery of a high and aggravated nature Yeah, in October of 2017, Flory was set to meet up with his girlfriend to discuss their relationship, but it resulted in a disagreement. And when his former partner didn't want to get back together with him and he tried to kiss her, she pulled away and he bit down on her bottom lip with such force that her lip was amputated. That is absolutely disgusting. So in Greenville, South Carolina, man, a man in jail for a while now after he bit off his ex-girlfriend's lip. Oy. All right. Now to Mississippi, and a man from Louisiana has been arrested there, and he's suspected in up to five murders in the Pelican State. He was arrested near Waveland, and he's now in custody. Daryl Williams Jr. is the man's name, and his wife, Cassie Williams, both in custody. Deputies found Williams in Waveland during a traffic stop this week. The Bienville Parish, Louisiana Sheriff's Office notified Hancock County, Mississippi, that he could be in that area. Williams was arrested on an outstanding murder warrant, and his wife faces a charge of possession of marijuana while operating a vehicle and possession with intent to distribute. 
the deputies searched the apartment that they were living in and found three and a half pounds of marijuana, digital scales, and $11,000 in cash. But the more important thing, this man suspected in up to five murders over in Louisiana, not far from Waveland. A woman in Nashville was arrested because a million, that would be one million doses of fentanyl were found in her suitcase at the Nashville airport. Nearly five pounds of what was thought to be cocaine concealed in a suitcase flown into the Nashville International Airport was determined to be, based on a conservative equivalent, of one million lethal doses of fentanyl. And DE agents were all over this Phoenix, Arizona woman, Reem Ibrahim, age 22, was arrested on charges of possessing cocaine and marijuana for resale. And then it was amended to reflect the substance was fentanyl, according to arrest records. There's a lot of fentanyl and a million doses. I have no idea what she was up to there passing through the Nashville airport. Now, this is a, a headline that I had to read twice because it, it kind of looked like a, a riddle. A Florida man shot outside bar after rejecting shot inside bar, officials say. All right, so this Florida man was offered a free shot, as in like a drink, a shot. He was offered a free shot at a bar and then was shot outside the bar in a startling incident caught by surveillance cameras. Lathan Gene Yee turned himself into Ocoee, Florida Police Tuesday, a week after cops released surveillance footage. They say shows Yee shooting at another man outside the bar, Frank's place. Yee is charged with attempted second-degree murder. The victim, 39-year-old Eric Meeks, got into an argument inside the establishment on October 9th after Meeks refused to drink a shot of liquor offered to him by Yee. And the argument went outside, and cameras show Yee pulling out a gun and shooting at Meeks several times before going off in a black vehicle. Luckily, Meeks was only struck once in the foot, and they were easily able to identify, police was, that police were easily able to identify Yee, who was a regular at the bar. See, this is why alcohol, especially shots, can lead to really bad things. But yeah, offer a free shot, and then you end up getting shot. Not good. Baltimore is trying to curb the awful murder rate they've got going on in that area. The city has recorded 250 homicides so far in 2018, and 44 homicides have come in the last 30 days alone. And to help curtail this, the city of Baltimore are having 230 desk officers, officers who aren't out on the police beat, they're having these officers hit the streets and help patrol Baltimore and try to come down. There's actually... A vacancy of 500 officers needed right now in Baltimore. And by having this count go of 230 officers to assist, it will put a total of 650 officers on the streets to help cut down the violence in Baltimore, Maryland. The mayor, Catherine Pugh, has blamed the violence on the illegal drug trade. You think? Of course drugs, alcohol, mostly drugs, and and I don't want to blame it on firearms. Uh, it takes a human being to pull that trigger. I'm not a huge gun person. I don't even own a gun, but if people want to have a gun, that's their 
right as an amendment to the Constitution. However, the gun doesn't kill people. Idiot decision-making kills people. All right, here's a guy that some might say is an idiot, but I've, I've come to like Cam Newton, the Carolina Panthers quarterback who won the Heisman in 2010 when he helped skipper the Auburn Tigers to a national championship controversy before that as he was at Florida, left there, and then Mississippi State allegedly tried to get him to come there and pay him nearly $200,000. I'd go back. It's all, it's all in the public domain. Well, a statue of the Panthers quarterback outside of Auburn's football stadium, Jordan Hare, has been found with a University of Alabama flag on it and a men's athletic supporter on it. A newspaper tweeted the picture out this week showing the crimson and white flags and underwear on Cam Newton's statue just outside the stadium. And I'm sure by now it's been taken down. But it's not the first time Cam Newton's likeness has been used in the rivalry between Alabama and Auburn as his jersey was found taped to the statue of five-time national champion coach Paul Bear Bryant outside of Alabama's Bryant-Denny Stadium before the famous 2010 Iron Bowl game that Auburn went to Tuscaloosa and won. And that really upset Alabama fans. In fact, that was supposedly the reason Harvey Updike went back to Auburn and poisoned the trees at Tumor's Corner. He cited that Cam Newton, I think he called him Scam Newton's jersey, number two at that time when he was at Auburn, being put on the statue there in Tuscaloosa. But revenge. But why are they doing this now? Auburn, Auburn's got enough problems, okay? They're one and three in the SEC. They may not win this weekend in Oxford. They're about to be one and four. And this was a team that was in the top ten not long ago. This is a team that won a big game to start the 2018 season in Atlanta against Washington. The wheels are coming off the Gus bus if they don't win this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn doesn't fire Gus Malzahn next week if he doesn't win this weekend because they're not going to put up with it. I mean, they wouldn't put up with it anyway, but when they are in the same state with Alabama and Alabama is at a level that nobody else is and Auburn's not even on the tier below that, they could be – a couple of tiers below Alabama, they're not going to put up with that. Now, the good news for Auburn in 2010 is they won a national championship the year after. Uh, Auburn won just after Alabama won it in 2009. And and then Alabama won a couple more times after that. But Auburn did have a chance at it in, what, 2013? They lost in that heartbreaker to Florida State. But if, if Gus Malzahn, with a, a veteran quarterback this year in Stidham, if they lose – on the road this weekend, I don't see them turning things around and getting more wins as the season goes on for them. And and Auburn's got the money, and they have the attitude that we're not going to put up with it. Even though they signed Malzahn to a massive extension last year, it's just money. They'll go to Cam Newton, who's making plenty of money, and say, Cam, help us out now. We we need to get rid of the coach and bring somebody. Hey, I would get Gene Chiswick back on the planes. He lives there. Hey, he, he took him to a national championship. He had one bad season, and they canned him. But I like Gene Chiswick, former coach at Auburn and a former Florida Gator football player. And that's what's going on around the South. We all have more sports to talk about in the next segment as we'll have General Gridiron stop by with his predictions for Saturday's action. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. We'll be right back.
We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The gorgeous hair event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Dry Bar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th. Only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. We're back here on the Y'all Show. We will have General Gridiron momentarily. Let's first look at some action from last night. The Red Wolves of Arkansas State. The Indians pull off a big win over Georgia State in Jonesboro, 51-35. And the Stanford Indian Cardinal win 20-13 on the road at Arizona State. Now, you got action going on in college football tonight. Boise State hosts Colorado State. And at Sam Boyd Stadium in Vegas, the UNLV Rebels host the Air Force Falcons. Tomorrow, there's plenty of action. Clemson's at, uh, got NC State coming into Death Valley, and there's some good SEC action as well. General Gridiron has your full take on Saturday's action. Take it away, General. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? Welcome to the third Saturday in October, which is actually the nickname given to the Alabama-Tennessee, or Tennessee-Alabama rivalry. Ain't much of a rivalry when Bama beats you 11 straight years. More on this year's showdown in a few. Ready to get to the picks? I thought so. Grab your helmet and man those battle stations. We're ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. Mississippi State at LSU. The bummed-out Bulldogs are on their way to BR. Coach Moorhead and the boys got a week off after their big win over Auburn, but it's a little late to have their eyes on the playoffs now that they've lost twice in the conference. The Bengals are still licking their chops after spanking number 2 Georgia last Saturday. With all that noise in Death Valley, the M-Staters Fitzgerald will have to contribute more to his team since Coach O's defense has shut down rushers. Too little too late for the Cowbell Clangers. The Generals' victor, LSU. Oregon at Washington State. We'll take a looky at the Pirate and his 5-1 Washington State Cougs. They've gone and made it to the rankings, albeit number 25, and college game days in town this weekend actually caused a state of emergency. No joke. The pride of the Palouse has one click in offense, and the defense to rival the Ducks, too. Number 12 Oregon just might find themselves on the ropes in this road game in Pullman. Even though the lemon-lime jerseys have beat some tough teams, never count out late to the party wazoo. The Generals' victor in an upset, Washington State. 
Virginia at Duke. The Hoos lowered the Hurricanes to a tropical depression last week, knocking UM out of the rankings. But it's a new week, and this is going to be a struggle down in Durham. The Cutcliffians and Broncos Rough Riders are pretty evenly matched, but that Wallace Wade home field can sure work wonders. UVA doesn't have a great record on the road, and those <laughs> rabid Duke fans can be pretty darn devilish. The Generals victor, Duke in a close one. North Texas at UAB. Talk about a comeback story. The University of Alabama at Birmingham didn't even have a football program for two years after their 2014 season, but now they're sitting at 5-1 and one and tops in CUSA. But North Texas also is on a roll, embarrassing the Hogs at the pig trough and only losing one game to Louisiana Tech. The Mean Green and Blazers are both some dang fine teams, but the foes the Texans have topped make them just a little more likely to win at Legion Field. The Generals' victor, North Texas. Alabama at Tennessee. Just a quick note to all the Tide fans, Dixieland Delight is a song written for Tennessee. Okay, got that cleared up. That being said, the Vols will need more than a little turtle dovin' on a Mason-Dixon night if they want a repeat of last week's win over Auburn. Jeremy Pruitt's blue ticks are showing improvement, but they'll have to take advantage of every injury that old Mizzou gave Bama last week if they even want to stay in this contest. Jeremy may have Nick Saban's respect, but his old boss ain't going to give him anything in this third Saturday in October rivalry. Pull out the cigars, Crimson Nation. The General's victor, Alabama. Ahead on General Gridiron. When the sun rises Sunday morning, will the Paul Bunyan Trophy be in East Lansing or in Ann Arbor? And the latest edition of the Textile Bowl pits two undefeated top 20 teams, Clemson and NC State. So, can the pack pull the upset? We'll tell you, so keep it locked here on General Gridiron. We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The gorgeous hair event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Dry Bar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th, only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the best radio stations the FCC has licensed, including in Boonville, Mississippi, WBIP AM 1400, hometown radio since 1950, and Lanyap 103.7 FM, more of what you want, KTIB AM 640 and 103.7 in Thibodeau, Louisiana. 
We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. Cincinnati at Temple. It's time for an American Athletic Showdown. The Bearcats are unblemished and ranked 20th in the land, but the nocturnal foul ain't no pushover, showing Navy who was in control last week. Neither team has lost a conference matchup yet, but one's got to go down. Temple has some good coverage, but they won't be able to stop Michael Warren on the rush in this Philly special. The Generals, Victor, Cincinnati. Vanderbilt at Kentucky. It's getting a little late in the season, and Vandy fans sure would love a conference win before November. The downtrodden doors have lost four of their last five, and things got pretty spicy with Florida in town last week. Meanwhile, other than a hiccup against A&M, the Wildcats have been rolling. If things play out right, UK may just scoop up the SEC East title, and instead of cat fans obsessing about hoops, it'll be all about stoops. The Generals, Victor, Kentucky. Michigan at Michigan State. Things are getting hot up north. This battle for the Paul Bunyan Trophy is going to make for one heck of a turf war. Harbaugh has some pressure on him for this one, not just because it's MSU, but Sparty's won eight of the last ten against its in-state rival. If Michigan wants a chance at that trophy, they've got to buckle down for these next two games and prove there's more to the Big Ten than Ohio State. The green team can sure pass, but not against that pesky Wolverine D. The Generals' victor, Michigan. Colorado at Washington. The Boulder Bovines migrate the wrong way up to Husky territory. Old Ralphie and the Pac-12 South Gritters have one tough haul against number 15 UW. The Sled Dogs have already dropped two this season, so you can bet they'll be ready to hurt someone, even a big old bison. CU's had a strong start to the season, but they can kiss a promising season goodbye Saturday afternoon, because these dogs can hurt buffaloes with ease. The Generals' victor, Washington. NC State at Clemson. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, Who Wants to Lose Their Perfect Season? The Wolfpack has impressed everyone so far, dominating most teams and not letting them get close to their score. Meanwhile, Davo Sweeney and the Paul Patrol have had some close calls. Looking at you, Syracuse. But at the end of the day, the long-haired Lawrence boy can sure play. And his line is nasty. Hate to break it to you, State. But the Tigers just became the alpha of the pack in the ACC Atlantic. The Generals' victor, Clemson wins the Textile Bowl. We've already looked at the weekend's huge battles across the land. But hang on to your helmet. There's more around the corner. We'll be back in just a second to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our Rapid Fire Picks. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. 
Geico presents eyewitness interviews with inanimate objects. This is Belinda Collins, live on the scene of a recent lightning storm, here to describe the event, a TV tray. I was watching football and holding a plate of meatloaf when kabam! A bolt of lightning slams into the apartment, blowing out the TV and surround sound. Anything you could have done to help? Ma'am, I'm a foldable table, not an electrician. Your TV tray can't help you in a lightning storm, but the Geico Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Go to geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's Frontline College Football Showdowns. Now, it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. Missouri manages Memphis. Oklahoma over TCU. Hawaii lays it on Nevada. Iowa claws Maryland. Wisconsin whips Illinois. Jacksonville State spurs Southeast Missouri State. Houston passes Navy. UCLA gets a rare win against Arizona. Auburn roars back versus Mississippi. Northwestern takes care of Rutgers. Penn State punches Indiana. Tulane rolls over SMU. Wake Forest puts down the sermon on Florida State. Texas Tech kills Kansas. Minnesota, yeah, of course, at Nebraska. California in a close one at Oregon State. UCF stays perfect against East Carolina. Ohio State has a fun time at Purdue. Utah Tommy Hawks Southern Cal. And VMI captures the Silver Shaco Trophy for the first time since 2002 in its rivalry game against the Citadel. In this, the military classic of the South. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this week eight edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week. Same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, and Dixie's hottest talk show, The Y'all Show. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Simply search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be a part of your weekend. This episode was penned by Murray Lee. General Gridiron is a production of CRM Sports. For more, log on to crmsports.com. That'll be all, y'all. Oh, the field marshal of football forecasting right there, General Gridiron, and we'll keep our eye on his predictions for tomorrow's big games. And he's, he's really been on a roll lately, General. Thank you, sir. When we come back, we'll talk about baked potatoes. They're perfect for the grill. And we'll rewind to Tuesday when Matt Hearman's the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue stopped by. We talked a little potatoes with the barrister. That's ahead on the Y'all Show. Well, I wish I was a catfish. 
swimming in now Deep blue sea I have all you pretty women now Friday fun for you here on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Well, here in our spot on Friday, we like to rewind a little bit to some of the fun we've had on the show this week. On Tuesday, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, was our guest as he normally stops by on Friday, on Tuesdays. And then if we're lucky, we'll get him on Fridays. And we had him talk about grilling. We had him talk about some wonderful Memphis barbecue joints. We encourage you to go to our podcast at iTunes. Just search for Y'all Show in iTunes. And you'll see not only Tuesday's show, but every show we've done. We're pushing 90 shows strong now. But we'll have a little portion of our interview from this week with Hermans. And we talked baked potatoes with Matt. And I love baked potatoes. Do you love baked potatoes? Well, that's something you could put on the grill. And Matt tells us how to do it. You can absolutely put baked potatoes on the on the smoker or the grill. It, it turns out pretty good. You're such a minch. I love it. Uh, <laughs> now, let me ask you, can you cook it while you're also cooking your barbecue ribs or burgers? Or, or is the heat for that too much? No, no. If you've got space, it's all about... It's all about having room for the potatoes um, and keeping them far away from the heat because, uh, of course, you want that indirect oven-type heat as opposed to direct. So, uh, you know, depending on the side of your, size of your grill or the size of your smoker, absolutely, you got room for it. You know, put them next to the ribs. Put them next to the shoulder. Uh, put them next to the brisket you got on there. And, uh, yeah, and then you can, you can make yourself a barbecue baked potato at the end of that. Yeah, that's one thing. Of course, I told you I got this uh, baked potato last week at a barbecue restaurant, and there are certain barbecue restaurants that do baked potatoes quite well, and oftentimes yeah. you have that option of putting Q on the baked potato. So is that Absolutely. is that blasphemy to mix? No, no, no. That's, if you're, if you're going to get me to eat a baked potato, um, it better have a half pound of pork or something on it for sure because that's the uh, – uh, you know, that's, that's the only way I would eat it. That's the only way I like it. Yeah, but you load it up, shoot, you get that potato smashed up, and you get, get that barbecue on top, a little barbecue sauce, maybe sour cream, stuff like that. I mean, that's a pretty good. That's pretty good, man. <laughs> All right, Minch. Uh, yeah, I, and, and I guess you don't have to cook it quite as long as your other meat that you might have on the grill? Oh, no. No, no, no. You Yeah, no, you, won't, you don't have to cook it. No, not even close. So if you've got a got a pork shoulder or a brisket or even ribs i mean you're you're talking anywhere from four and a half to 10 12 14 hours you know those baked potatoes depending on your heat mm-hmm. um it's all about how hot your grill is you've got to of course adjust for that but uh no it's going to take you 20 30 40 minutes depending on how how hot your smoker is or how hot the grill is now would you wrap so, that would you wrap it in foil or you put it up there naked no i would i would wrap it in foil i would uh i would uh Coat it with a little bit of oil. Okay. Uh, put some salt around the edge because the salt will. Cut, the reason you put cut, salt. Uh, the baked potato barrister Matt Hermans from Tuesday again. Our podcast edition of the Y'all Show is available. You can go to, into the iTunes podcast or you can go to any of the podcast services like podcast.com and search for Y'all Show, and you can listen to that interview in its entirety from this past Tuesday or any of our episodes we've done since June of 2018. This is the Y'all Show. When we come back, Hour 2 is going to start off with some great country music. And we've got A.J. Allen Jackson in the mix. As he turns 60 years old this week, we'll salute the big, tall Georgia boy. 
when we come back. We see it every day. They cut you off and they tick you off. It's called road rage, but they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The gorgeous hair event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Dry Bar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th, only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Talking with a Southern accent, that's kind of what we do here at the Y'all Show. It's Friday, and this is David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart, that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming the back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick the blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like it just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over Party crowd, slamming them back, and laughing out loud 
Sing, you can sing. Let's all sing. If they're dancing over here, or fighting over there, it's Friday on the Y'all Show, and we always play party crowd to get us in the right mood. We hope you've got the right menu for the weekend, and that might include a nice drink, a nice toddy, and uh, you deserve it, okay? All right, David Lee Murphy, part one, now part two, dust on the bottom. Rio Williams he lived down a dirt road He made homemade wine like nobody I know I dropped by one Friday night and said Can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me And I, I want to trade her right He said, I got what you need, son As we step down in the cellar He reached through the cobweb As he turned on the light He said, it might be Little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. There might be a little dust on the bottom, but it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time. You were sitting in the porch swing as I pulled up the driveway. My old heart was racing as you climbed inside. You stayed over there close at me. Drove down to the lake road Watched the sun fade in that big red sky I reached under the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a little dust on Well, it's like a fine wine It keeps getting better 
Just the kind of song we need to hear, Friday PM, David Lee, and Dust on the Bottle. And usually when we play Party Crowd and Dust on the Bottle on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, well, that kind of is the peak of our Friday getting off of work, making you feel good for the weekend songs. We, we always throw in another song, but we usually don't have one that's quite right in that same genre of that kind of fun, getting off of work, the heck with everybody else, I'm going to go have fun. Well, we've got something to match that. And it comes from the birthday boy, Alan Jackson. The Noonan, Georgia native turned 60 years old on Wednesday of this week. And his official Instagram account, I think it was, sent out a great picture of him as a youngster eating birthday cake. And it said, guess who's the big 6-0 today? And they allowed you to Go on there and leave messages for this country music superstar who sold over 40 million albums in his time. He hit the big time in 1990 here in the real world was the album that came out. And gosh, he's had so many hits. I think he's up to 35 number one songs. He's recorded 16 studio albums. He's still putting out great music. And I got a little confused in hour one talking about the fact we were going to play Alan Jackson, who's one of my heroes. Now, Alan and I got off to a rocky start. I was working in country music radio in 1989 and 90, and his first song that came out on Arista Records, he was one of the first artists on Arista, but he wasn't the first artist. The first Arista Records artist was my fellow Carolinian, Rob Crosby, who had a top 10 song, Love Will Bring Her Around. But just after Rob's success... And they also had other artists at that time, like Diamond Rio was an early Arista record artist. Tim Dubois was producing all those great folks in that in that time period. But Alan's first single that came out was called Blue Blooded Woman. A great little song. I'm a she's a blue let me sing this. She's a blue blooded woman. I'm a redneck man. Filmed at the Parthenon in Nashville. Really cool music video. But that song only went to number 45 on the charts. Really, really rough start for Mr. Jackson in 1989. But when the calendar flipped over to 1990 and that song here in the real world came out, it went to the top five. And boy, the roller coaster was on for Alan Jackson. But when Blue Blooded Woman was out, Arista sent out a little publicity photo of Alan Jackson, kind of putting him as a, a sex symbol. And a lot of people did that, the little black and white photos and i just thought that was cheesy i guess because i'm a guy i didn't want to see another guy being billed as a sex symbol like alan jackson was and he had a cowboy hat on come on how can you be that sexy with a cowboy hat on but i'm not a guy and i'm not really into judging how guys look but i was like god that that guy i didn't say he was never going to make it i didn't say that but i just i remember that little tiny photo of alan jackson being sent to radio stations all over the country and then lo and behold here in the Real World's album, the next single, Here in the Real World, the title track, followed by Wanted, 
followed by Chasing That Neon Rainbow and I'd Love You All Over Again, all from that first big album on Arista Records. And then, like I said, the hit parade was on for this guy and he turned 60 years old this week. Well, one of his records back only about 13 years ago now was It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere, and that was a duet with Jimmy Buffett. It came out actually in 2003 from his CD, Greatest Hits, Volume 2, and this was an album that did really well on the charts, and it was a great thing for Jimmy Buffett, who really hadn't had number one singles much in his career, but these two got together with this great song, a perfect Friday p.m. song, and it, it was not Alan Jackson's last number one. Now, we hope Alan has even more number ones in the future. But as of right now, the last number one song Alan Jackson had was from 10 years ago, Country Boy. I'm a country boy. I drive a four-wheel drive. Y'all know that from the album Good Time. And I am not trying to be a singer, so I should really probably not try to sing anymore here on the Y'all Show, including a party crowd at the beginning of the hour each Friday. Uh, complaints to y'all show at y'all.com by the way if you if you want to reach out to us or call us 803-816-1170 or text that number to say get that john guy away from the microphone when when it's time to sing 803-816-1170 so anyway last number one was country boy but not long before that 2003 you had it's five o'clock somewhere let's go off to the to the some beat somewhere with alan jackson and jimmy right now this great Friday PM song. The sun is hot and that old clock is moving slow, and so am I. Workday passes like molasses in wintertime, but it's July. I'm getting paid by the hour and older by the minute. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I'd like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. Something tall and strong Make it a hurricane Before I go insane It's only half past twelve But I don't care It's five o'clock somewhere This lunch break is gonna take all afternoon Tomorrow morning I know there'll be hell to pay Hey, but that's alright I ain't had a day off now In over a year My Jamaican vacation's gonna start right here If the phone's for me You can tell them I just sailed away And pour me something tall and strong Make it a hurricane before I go insane it's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. I could pay off my tab for myself in a cab and be back to work before two. At a moment like this, I can't help but wonder What would Jimmy Buffett do? Funny you should ask, Alan <laughs> I'd say, pull me something tall and strong Make it a hurricane 
don't care Pour me something tall and strong Make it a hurricane before I go insane It's only half past twelve But I don't care He don't care I don't care It's five o'clock somewhere What time zone am I on? What country am I in? It doesn't matter. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's always on five in Margaritaville, come to think of it. Yeah, I heard that. You've been there, haven't you? Yes, sir. I've seen your boat there. I've been to Margaritaville a few times. All right. Well, that's good. Stumble my way back. Okay. Well, we just want to make sure you can keep it between the navigational beacons. <laughs> between the buoys. I got it. All right. Well, it's five o'clock. Let's go somewhere. I'm ready. Crack it up. Let's get out of here. I'm gone. funny you should ask (laughs) that was alan jackson who turned 60 years old this week along with his pal jimmy buffett it's five o'clock somewhere maybe it's five o'clock somewhere in your world when we come back we will move over to hashtag hullabaloo that is the friday fun that we'll have right after the break stay with me Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. (sighs) There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant. Avant.com, code 4646. Hashtag hullabalooing right here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, the Friday edition. This is the second hour of our Friday show, which means we're counting that clock down not much longer, and we'll be out of here for the weekend, and perhaps you'll be off and having a wonderful weekend here this cool October weekend that we've got in much of the South. I think, for the most part, most people's high will be topping out below 90 at least, even in Florida, I think, this weekend. Let's dive into social media. That's what hashtag hullabaloo is all about. And our first tweet comes from Reagan Page. Now, I don't know if that's her last name or Page is her middle name, but I love that first name, Reagan, and she spelled it right. It's R-E-A-G-A-N. I betcha she was born in the 1980s when the Gipper was in office, but that's just a guess. But Reagan Page is on Twitter. Her Twitter account is at M-I-S-S underscore Reagan. Miss Reagan. Miss Reagan 
She says she's clothed with strength and dignity and laughs without fear of the future. Well, that is a great statement, Miss Reagan. Her tweet says, This girl next to me says to her friend, Did you just call me ma'am? I'm not old. Don't call me that. It's a respect thing. Okay, so she's saying back to the person who was offended that someone called her ma'am, that people who call each other ma'am or call someone else ma'am, it's done out of respect. And frankly, a lot of times we say yes sir and yes ma'am without even thinking if we've been raised correctly. And like I said on here before, sometimes I say yes sir, yes ma'am to people that I'm actually older, that I know I'm older than. Perhaps you do the same thing. It's just kind of one of those force of habit deals. You just say it. And I know when you go outside of the South that people will look at you funny if you drop a ma'am or sir. (laughs) I don't understand what kind of raising these people had. You know, I guess etiquette is a Southern staple. And and we've been raised right here in Dixie for a long time. But yes, don't, don't be backtracking, Reagan. You be happy that it's a respect thing and correct that friend that was taken aback by someone not liking the fact that they were called ma'am. It wasn't me, though, Reagan Page. The Funky Sister on Twitter, at the Funky Sister, new used and repurposed funky stuff, and they're in the great southern town of Lincoln, Nebraska. (laughs) I've never been to Lincoln. I'm just teasing Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't think of the South when I think of Nebraska, except one of the most famous Southerners who there's no way you would think he could be from Nebraska is Larry the Cable Guy. He's not from Lincoln. He's from somewhere, I think, kind of on the Kansas-Nebraska border, perhaps. I've looked it up before. I've actually interviewed him a couple times. But Larry the Cable Guy sounds like one of us. I know he's lived in Florida a long time. He actually went to college outside of Atlanta, I think, to play baseball, from what I remember what he told me. But that didn't work out. Somehow he ended up in comedy. Funny guy. But he's the only Nebraska native I've ever heard that sounded remotely like a Southerner. So anyway, there's a store called the Funky Sister in Lincoln, and they put a tweet out with an image attached, and the text said, Need we say more? Question mark. And the sign that they're selling there, and I don't know where it was made, but it was pretty creative. It says, it ain't food if it ain't fried. (laughs) Well, I second that. I love fried food. It may be something that takes off about 20 years of my life, and I'm sure all of you out there listening will sit here and agree with me. I know it can't be healthy to have fried food, but boy, isn't it good. It's just something about it. And, uh, you know, I know in the South we probably have a shorter lifespan than maybe Asians that don't have the same kind of fried stuff that we have. But I think we have a more fun life than Asians. I'm talking about Asians in Asia, China, Japan. I think they have longer lifespans than we here in America, and especially the South have. But... We're a lot cooler people, and I guess the coolest people in the South might be people whose ethnicity could be from Asia. We have some of those folks. I know in Mississippi they have 
a large area that has folks who moved here 100 plus years ago from China. And these Chinese Americans, who are really Americans now, haven't been here for so long. But if you saw them on the street, you'd think they just came over to California or somewhere like that in the last 20 years. They, 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 they look exactly like a, a, a Chinese American would look like. But they've been here 100 plus years and they talk like us. They go to church. A lot of them are Presbyterians, actually. They go to colleges. They're big fans. And in one case, I know some folks who are big Ole Miss fans that are they're like great grandparents came over from China in the early 1900s. But yeah, and, and some of them have a nickname. Like I think there's a guy named Bubba Ching somewhere in the Mississippi Delta. <laughs> Bubba. And you, if you talked to him on the phone, you'd never have in your mind a, a, an image of a, a guy who looked like he had come over from Shanghai at some point. But he didn't. He's been here a long time. They're a very big part of the culture of, of parts of the South like Mississippi. And I know in, in other parts around the Gulf of Mexico, you've got a lot of Vietnamese folks who've moved in after the Vietnam War. But and they like to fry stuff. So regardless, that's a great sign no matter where you're from. If it ain't food, it ain't fried, and I want that hanging on my wall. Southern Baked Pie is on Twitter at Southern Baked P.I. No E on the end. Southern Baked P.I. Now, this was formerly Buttermilk Pie Company, and they have sweet and savory pies with three locations in Georgia. And I lived in Georgia and never heard of them, so how could I have uh, got out of there without that? And it looks like they are on a book tour as Amanda Wilbanks has penned a book called Southern Baked. And she writes, when I wrote Southern Baked, Celebrating Life with Pie, I dreamed of touring the South that I know and love and sharing my passion for cooking with friends and followers. Two years later, here I am touring with Draper James, that's Reese Witherspoon's beautiful stores that are located in uh, certain places in the South. And I couldn't be more excited being a friend or bring a friend or five and celebrate life with pie with me, Amanda Wilbanks. Okay, well, that's somebody to keep in mind. Amanda Wilbanks, who's got a book out called Southern Baked, Celebrating Life with Pie, and she's on a book tour. Now, Amanda, you look great. Your book looks great but your marketing needs a little help. The big screaming caption promoting that she's on a book tour, it says, It's book tour time, y'all. And she misspelled the word y'all. Amanda, get out of that kitchen and go pick up a Merriam-Webster. She put Y-A apostrophe L-L. And it's Y apostrophe A-L-L. So shame on you. Maybe you are not Southern. We're going to have to take your... Southerness away from you, Miss Wilbanks. But looks like a great book. Who who could turn out a good pie? I wonder if she's got some good pumpkin pie recipes in there as we're inching closer to Halloween in a couple of days. Tori Vice on Twitter at Evening Path. Tori is an artist, a writer, a painter, and a pastel lover and a gamer. Tori's a mother of two cats, engaged and staying positive. Well, I think that gives us a pretty good idea who Tori, T-O-R-I, Vice, is. And Tori writes, 
When a southern woman calls me baby, I feel so warm and safe. All right, again, now Tori is a female. So I guess a woman calling another woman baby, is that a regular occurrence? I know I have been called baby by a woman at a gas station before, but she called everybody baby. She's like, that'll be all, baby? You want some more Coke, baby? You want some something out of the cooler, baby? Whatever she never said, you want cigarettes or whatever they sell at the counter of a grocery at a convenience store, but yeah, everything was baby at this particular gas station I'd go to sometimes, and so maybe that's what she's talking about. I can't imagine women just in general conversation throwing out the baby word that often. But Tori says when another Southerner calls her baby, and it's a woman, I guess a guy can't call her baby, especially in the Me Too world. I'm scared to say anything, frankly, as a guy. Uh, I'm not trying to pick on the Me Too movement. I'm just saying it's it's made people very hesitant to say or do anything because you don't want to be taken down. I mean, it doesn't take much to create a movement. And lo and behold, I feel sorry. Did you see the video this week of the woman in St. Louis who videoed a guy in her building that she lived in, a, a, a man who was black and she was white? She didn't say anything racial. She was a little bit, I would say, paranoid by filming him and wanting to know who he was. But he was kind of being a little bit hesitant to tell her, which he had a right to. He he was a, a tenant of the building and had every right to not tell her anything. But he could have diffused the situation by maybe not being so hostile to her. But in the end, again, only thing she's guilty of was being paranoid. But... Can you not be paranoid in today's world? We live in a sick world. We really do. And there's a lot of people out there, especially if you don't know who they are, can hurt you in in many ways. But what, what ticked me off in this situation is this guy that she was filming who had a right to be there. He was, in a, he was a tenant in the building. He actually said that he didn't want her to get in trouble, that he would, you know, would be friendly to her and everything else. Her workplace fired her this week. Because of what she did. That's just low down. That is absolutely low down. And the reason they fired her, because all these knuckleheads got on social media and attacked the employer for having her as an employee. And she didn't do anything but perhaps be a little bit, I guess, overreaction on seeing someone in the building she didn't recognize in the middle of the night. Because that's when this happened. And... And I understand, I mean, especially in a city like St. Louis, uh, in a big city, you, you just are scared. And she was scared. And and I understand. It may not even be that many guys that are in that building anyway as tenants. But to be fired, I hope whoever fired her gets sued. And I hope they are brought down. That's who needs to be brought down, not not her. It's her employee for overreacting and, and canning her for really no good reason. All right, Tori, thank you, baby. <laughs> Whoops, should I say that? Uh, I said it. A&J's Outfitters on Twitter. I don't know where this is. I tried to find it. At A underscore Outfitters. And this is owners Avery Wilson and John Sellier. And they are, have a new outdoor sporting goods company called A&J's Outfitters. Well, the reason I put this out here today in hashtag hullabaloo is they put a picture of one of the two of the guys on a four-wheeler, and they have about three dead deer on this four-wheeler with the caption, 
48 hours till we be sitting in the woods waiting for the big one. Well, it is hunting time, y'all. And for a lot of people, that is the highlight of Saturday. I guess Sundays too. If if I guess it's legal. I know Saturdays it's legal. To go deer hunting. I mean, it's bigger than football for a lot of people. It's bigger than soccer. Uh, and and women, I guess, get into it too in some cases. But A and J's Outfitters, they are pumped about going deer hunting. And they took down three in this particular picture I saw on their Twitter account. And I'm just bringing this to your attention that there's a lot of people out here. And we probably could do a better job of covering the outdoors here on the Y'all Show to give you an idea of how big many people in the South treat hunting and fishing and more. But, yeah, that is a, a fun thing there. If you if you want to go hunting, and I think in most of our southern states right now, it's wide open and you can go load up with the right gear and the right ammo and whatever else you need at A&J's Outfitters. On Twitter, go to A underscore Outfitters. Perhaps they have an online store somewhere. And if you're not near where they're located, you can get suited up. And you'll need to probably have camo and many layers for this weekend if you're going to be out in the woods because it looks pretty cold in most of the south. Now, I found this not on Twitter, but I found this, gosh, I don't know where I found it. But speaking of the outdoors, I don't know how I missed this. This is actually from a few months ago, but it's now kind of becoming officially official. A larger-than-life crappie fish, C-R-A-P-P-I-E, crappie, crappie, I know it's pronounced differently. Well, it is now a record. It's been weighed in at 5.46 pounds, and it's been confirmed as the Tennessee record and possibly the new world record for a crappie fish. And the record's been confirmed. Genetic testing revealed that the black crappie that jam ferguson caught in may is a new world record and he was fishing in east tennessee when he caught this i'm trying to find out exactly where he was probably wherever that is has seen quite a large number of fishermen show up but i know he was from east tennessee and he got this fish in the paint rock this is where this was caught Caught in a pond in Paint Rock by Jam Ferguson in East Tennessee. Again, a crappie weighing 5.46 pounds. I have never tasted crappie or crappie. I think it's good, but being this big, I have no idea if that's good or not. But Jam, all I can say is great job by reeling that thing in. Looks great. Looks tasty. Okay. Here is something that has got my the hair on my neck standing up because I got so upset when I saw Panther X at Panther X10 on Twitter. And Panther X describes himself a voice informed by the spirit of revolutionary blackness, a spirit that is unapologetically militant, fearless, and bold. So he's letting you know that he's militant and fearless and bold. Well, he wrote. Of course, white supremacy was the energetic racial fuel that propelled the Confederacy into overt treason, sedition, and war. A war in which white Southern 
people, and he didn't put people, he used an expletive, were beat down by a victorious Union army into abject submission, hence the name Lost Cause. And then he attached an image. By the way, not only was the Confederate attempt at war with the Union a lost cause, so is the continuance of white supremacy, that from the great philosopher Panther X. All right, Panther X, I have to disagree with you. As a student of Civil War history, as a proud Southerner, as a, a person who has ancestors who fought for the CSA, most every soldier was not out fighting for white supremacy. They didn't own slaves. I think the number is somewhere around 95% of the Confederate Army was non-slaveholders. Sure, I know a lot of the famous people were. I know most of the wealthy people in the in the region were. And that is not a good thing, but that's the way it was in 1861 and 1865. But the average soldier, the average soldier where these monuments are all over the place for them, they were simply answering the call to serve. And that's why they fought. They were literally drafted in some cases. And so I know it's very easy for people in today's world to they call me people like me revisions. These are the real revisionists. They're totally making up stuff that is not. There's no proof of this. They're it's just taking something from the 19th century and twisting it to a 21st century narrative. People like me, all we want is for these people to not be forgotten. That's the point. That's why these statues were put up a hundred years ago. They weren't to celebrate white supremacy as this new narrative is that you see by people out there in today's world they were there to honor the soldiers just like we are putting statues up right now for vietnam for afghanistan and iraq and look i'm sorry but you can say 10 years removed that the iraq war was a dirty war it, it was fought for the wrong reason it was a lie i think that's a pretty accurate statement however it doesn't matter what the reason was the soldiers that fought in that war they did it because that was their duty they were serving the united states government as soldiers sailors airmen and marines and it didn't matter what the reason was they went and did what they were told and therefore they should be honored and same with vietnam I mean, at the time, they were even called baby killers in the 60s when they got home. And sure, they did kill babies. Not not all, of course. Most of them didn't. But there were a handful that may have killed them, maybe accidentally, maybe on purpose. Who knows? That's unfortunately what happens in every war. Innocent lives get lost. But I'm telling you, in today's wacky liberal world, I think if they found out one baby got killed somewhere, they're going to try to shut them down. But those soldiers, those heroes that went to Vietnam and went to Korea and World War II and Civil War, War for Southern Independence, whatever the war was. People do, they go to war because that's their job. That is their purpose. And in true warfare, if you don't do that and you're sworn into, sworn an oath of allegiance, your butt could be shot for not fighting. So let's keep that in mind. I know it's very easy to bash the Confederacy because it's from 160 years ago now, and, and only people like me that are really into history even care, frankly, about 
our Confederate connections, if you're like me and proud of the South, and sure, we weren't innocent, but who is to judge in 2018? Because in 20, in, in 160 years ago, times were different. It was a different time. You have to remember that. And uh, are we glad that the stain of slavery ended? Of course. It needed to end. It was going to end. But that's not the only reason the Civil War was fought. I'm sorry. There were a lot of reasons. But that was a major reason, no doubt. But there were a lot of reasons. And, uh, and, and I can't get into it. We could we could have a 24-hour marathon of the show. That's why the Civil War continues to be one of the top-selling areas of books. If you want to write a book and you want people to read it and you want to make money, I suggest you do something Civil War-related because it sells. <laughs> and, and a lot of the reason it sells is people have opinions on it just like i'm telling you right now and obviously panther x has an opinion on it as well and we appreciate panther x for sharing his opinion here on the y'all show well that will conclude our hashtag hullabaloo when we come back we will conclude y'all for the week and we'll look around the movies for this weekend and other activities on the gridiron and major league baseball as we conclude the friday edition of y'all talk with a southern accent with your host John Rawl. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. GEICO presents eyewitness interviews with inanimate objects. This is Belinda Collins, live on the scene of a recent lightning storm. Here to describe the event, a TV tray. I was watching football and holding a plate of meatloaf when kabam! A bolt of lightning slams into the apartment, blowing out the TV and surround sound. Anything you could have done to help? Ma'am, I'm a foldable table, not an electrician. Your TV tray can't help you in a lightning storm, but the GEICO Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Go to GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com
not forsaken When I stray too far from your side I know now the wrong path was taken I can't count the nights that I've cried Back when my journey first started I dreamed of riches to find But I knew soon after we parted That I'd left my treasure behind Backtracking, backtracking I've got some traveling to do Backtracking, backtracking I'm making tracks back to you Wrapping up, y'all. Talk with a Southern accent with your host, John Rawl. Y'all.com, the website for all things y'all, including links to past episodes of this program. Well, this weekend, the box office releases rather scarce. Only one national distributed movie debuting this weekend. It's called Halloween, and it, of course, is a horror thriller with a blast from the past in a starring role, Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie Halloween out this weekend. Now, Major League Baseball, congratulations to the Boston Red Sox as they knocked off our Southern team. The Houston Astros went down in a series 4-1. Boston prevails in the series, and that was the score from Thursday night's game. The Red Sox win 4-1 in Houston. Great season for the Strohs, 103 wins on the year, but unfortunately they're not going back to the World Series. Boston awaits the winner of the Dodgers and Brewers, and those two teams get together at Miller Park. That game tonight at 8.39 Eastern, 7.39 Milwaukee time as the Dodgers lead 3-2. And the Brewers are hoping Wade Miley on the mound is going to prove to be the difference. And they'll knot that series up and head to a deciding seventh game. Now, NFL news. Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback for the Dolphins, won't be playing this weekend. Also, Dallas Cowboys receiver Terrence Williams has been suspended three games without pay for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. He allegedly failed a test where the abuse policy stemmed from a summer intoxication arrest. Terrence Williams out for three games for the boys. Now, NFL action this weekend. Well, first off, last night the the Denver Broncos got a win over Arizona in Arizona. 45-10, the Broncos win big time. Sunday, early game. It's going to be a 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 kick from Wembley Stadium in London as the Tennessee Titans go across the pond to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, two of the AFL's original teams when Tennessee was the Houston Oilers and the Chargers were the Los Angeles Chargers back in 1960. Also, games on Sunday include the Detroit Lions at Miami, You've got the Carolina Panthers at the defending Super Bowl champ, Philadelphia Eagles. The Buccaneers host the Cleveland Browns. The Jacksonville Jaguars try to redeem themselves from last week's shellacking at Dallas. They host the Houston Texans on Sunday. Late game Sunday include the New Orleans Saints at Baltimore and the Dallas Cowboys at Washington. The Monday night game this week is the New York football Giants at Atlanta. And that is the football action for this weekend, NFL-wise. We've already told you about college in hour one. We hope you have a great weekend. From Dixie with Love's queued up coming at you now. 
And we'll be back here Monday with more. Y'all, goodness, we've got so much coming your way. We've got the political world focusing in on November 6th, and we'll have plenty of conversation about that next week. And, of course, more and more y'all goodness. Thanks for listening to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl. see it every day. They cut you off and they tick you off. It's called road rage, but they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at carfax.com. Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The Gorgeous Hair Event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Dry Bar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th. Only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.